Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Wisdom Seekers class. My name is C.C. Collins, and I'm your teacher for today. And I would like to um, um, wish my husband, Winfrey, <clears throat> a happy birthday. Today is his birthday, and he's 83 years old. And I'll just give God glory and praise and honor for um, his long life and the health that he continues to bestow upon him. And um, so we want to remember him today. The Father has been speaking to me uh, for quite some time now about destined for greatness. And recently, he's been talking to me about being positioned in that way. And um, in, the, uh, in, the, <clears throat> in the wake of all the world events that we've been going on, Lord is kind of le leading me towards this message um, this morning in the greatness of our God through my studying and the scriptures and everything I felt led to go towards this vein this morning in uh, my message and then to in order for us to have this uh, destined for greatness and being positioned for greatness we have to look at all the things the Father has done for those that have uh, that, have, uh, that are before us that have the you know those in the Bible that have served the Lord many years before us and how he will take us through situations in our life and and he will be magnified through them and so I'm going to start off this morning with um, and also as the network is moving into a great time of harvest we have sowed the seeds for the Lord and we are reaping the harvest we have a, a, a team in Brazil uh, as I am speaking this morning, and they've already been in ministry um, well well before we have started. And um, I know we're all standing and believing God for the, you know, for his greatness in, in, uh, in the things that he's wanting to accomplish there these next few days. So I'm going to start the scripture off this morning. I chose Moses' song, and this is talking about... Um, uh, where he parted, uh, where the Lord, where God parted the sea for the Israelites to go through. And in Exodus 15, uh, 1 through 21, and, is, and it begins with, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength, and this is our word, Oz, and it's one of our power words. And song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in a habitation, my father's house, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war, the Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them, they sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. And this is our word, koach. And it means thy right and um, power in thy right hand. O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy, and in the greatness, in the abundance, the excellency, in the multitude of thy excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou settest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together, and the flood stood upright as a heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. And this word uh, congealed, it means to be kind of congealed like jello, but it means that they had stood straight up like a wall. You know, we've all seen the pictures. 
The enemy said, uh, verse 9, the enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon thee. I will draw my sword and my hand shall destroy them. Thou didst blow with, my, uh, with thy wind, the sea covered them, and they sank as lead in the waters, in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fear, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou stretch out thy right hand, the earth swalloweth. Uh, thou in thy mercy, and that's our word is said, hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in the strength unto the holy habitation. The people shall shema, they will hear and they will obey, and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestina. Then the dukes of Edmund shall be amazed in the mighty men of Moab. Trembling shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of, of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them by the greatness this is our word that we're focusing on this morning, and this is uh, Gadol. It means in any sense, greatness in any sense, exceedingly and mighty of thy uh, hand, thy arm, they shall be as still as a stone till thy people pass over the Lord, until the people pass over, over. O Lord, till the people pass over, which thou hast purchased. And he purchased with, with the the, con, the the jealousy that he has for his people. Verse 17, Thou shalt bring them in and, and plant them in the mountain of thy inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. For the horse of Pharaoh went in with his char uh, chariots and with his horsemen into the sea, and the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. And Miriam and the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, uh, took a timbrel in her hand. And all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dance. And Miriam answered them, Sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. You know, we need to look constantly on the Lord's victories that he has his majestic power in the things that he has brought us through as a network and as individuals his uniqueness as the one true God and his eternal dominion over all the Israelites sang this song in praise to God for the victory that had been that was accomplished in the deliverance from Pharaoh and the Egyptian army we should never doubt God's hand on his chosen people and so we see all these things manifesting in our world today, and you know, all the rumors of war and the war that's going on in Israel, but we have to remember, and this is what I want to, you know, I wanted to bring forth this morning, that we have to remember that the Father's in control and that he's going to be taking care of everything, and he has his hand on those people. Even though we see, you know, if we turn the news on, you know, what do we see? We see destruction and, and havoc everywhere, but we have to remember the Father's in charge and that he, he has his hand on the people, and he is going to deliver his people. Um, from the things that they go through. And verse 2 states that God, uh, states God was who led them. And it says, my father's God. And this refers to the one who their fathers worshipped from generation from generation. And, um, you know, most people in, in their lives, they, 
you know, if their parents served the Lord in whatever denomination, then more more than likely they did too. And so, you know, the father passes down those mantles from generation to generation. Um, Verse 17 speaks of God bringing them into the place of their inheritance, a place made for them to dwell in, a place in his heart. It speaks about it being the sanctuary. We have that same privilege as sons to dwell in that sanctuary with the Lord. And verse 6 refers to the partnership that they had at the right hand in his plan. How can, and how can we doubt God's hand on his people? Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed into pieces the army. So we have to know that when we we in partnership with the Father from the right hand, that, uh, that all things are going to be well with him. You know, we may go through trials and tribulations, and of course we do, but we know that in the end and the outcome that it's all going to be great you know, if we continue to keep our eyes where they need to be on the Lord. Uh, this next part I uh, entitled, David Exhorts Men to Praise God. And this is Psalms 66, 1-7. through Make a joyful noise unto uh, God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor, and this is our word, kabod. And it means uh, the weightiness, the heaviness of the Lord, the presence of God in his name. Make his praises glorious, and it's also our word, kabod. Say unto God, how terrible. And this doesn't mean how awful and terrible and, you know, there's no hope. Or anything. It's, it's um, a godly fear. A godly fear. It says, how terrible the godly fear art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thy enemies submit themselves unto thee. And the enemies will, and they are going to submit themselves unto the Father. All the earth shall worship, and this is proskuneo, thee, and shall sing unto thee, they shall sing unto thy name, Selah. Come and see the works of God. He is terrible, but with a godly fear in his doing towards the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land, and they went through the flood on foot. There did we rejoice in him. He ruleth by his power, by his might, by his victory, and, uh, and this is, he ruled by the mighty deeds of God forever. His eyes behold the nations, let not the rebellious exalt them. God rules forever by his power and his mighty deeds. David is exhorting God for all he has done, for his sovereignty to his people, for his everlasting love, That stretches from generation to generation. Next part I entitled David's Thanksgiving and Prayer. And this is 1 Chronicles 29, uh, 10 through 13. Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O God, is the greatness. This is the mighty acts, the dignity, the great things, majestic and the power, the mighty deeds of God, and the glory. This is our honor and our majesty and the victory, and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth. In thine, thine is the kingdom, O God. And thou art exalted as, uh, as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thy hand is strength, power, and might. And in thy hand it is to make great and to give strength unto thee, unto all. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise, uh, and praise thy glorious name. 
This was the end of David's reign and his blessing and, pray, and praising God before the people of Israel. And he continued to encourage them to, you know, focus their strength and their hope and everything that they are in, in following the pathway of the Lord. And I had a little fun with this, and I aligned some of these words in verse 11 with the fivefold offices. And verse 11 says, um, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness. And I aligned greatness with the prophet. And, it said, and, and also in power, and I aligned it with the evangelist because of the explosiveness of the evangelist. And the glory, I aligned it with the pastor. And the victory, I aligned it with the teacher. And the majesty, I aligned with the uh, apostle. So I kind of played around with it, and this is kind of what I come up with. I know there's with others there might be a different interpretation about it, but to me I thought there was a fivefold right here, and I, I wanted to, you know, present it and see and give you all food for thought this morning. So um, in the next uh, scripture, I, I entitled David Promises Consistency. So in Psalm 71, 14 to 25, it says, But I will hope, I will be patient continually, and will yet praise thee more and more. My mouth shall show forth thy righteous, righteousness, and this is the justice and thy salvation in all the days, for I know not the members thereof. I will go in the strength, in the mighty deeds of God, of the Lord God, and I will make mention of thy righteousness, of thy justice, even of thy only. O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not until I have showed thy strength, thy mighty deeds of God unto this generation in the power of God to everyone that is to come. You know, our work is never done in the Father. It doesn't matter how old we are. As long as we have breath to breathe, you know, and we don't even have to have breath to breathe. We could, we don't even have to, I mean, of course, we're going to breathe our breath. I don't, we have to have the breath to breathe. But we don't even have to have words to say. I mean, we can, in our mind, we can worship the Lord. We can praise the Father in, in um, you know, in the quietness of our spirit. So, I mean, as long as, we, you know, as long as we are alive, we have a work to do to the Father. It doesn't matter how old we are. And verse nine, uh, 19 says, Thy righteousness also, O God, is very high, who hath done great things. O God, who is like unto thee, thou, thou which hast showed me abundance, show me great, which is our word abundance, and sore troubles, shall quicken me again, and shall bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Thou shalt increase my greatness, my gadal, and comfort, and this is our word Naham, and it means to sigh or to console me on every side. I will also praise thee with the psaltery, even thy truth, and this is our word Emet. O my God, unto thee will I sing with the harp. O thou holy one of Israel, my lips shall greatly rejoice, and this is our, uh, our word uh, Rahan, and it means to shout, cry out, no voice of joy. When I sing unto thee in my soul, which thou hast redeemed, my tongue also shall talk of thy righteousness, and this is the justice of the Lord all the day long, his statues, the things that govern us. 
for they are confounded, for they are brought into shame, and they're brought into report. Those that don't follow that pathway are brought into shame and reproach uh, that seek my hurt. David vowed to continue praise God for his righteousness, salvation, and his mighty saving power. David recognized his help was only in the Lord, and we have to recognize our help is only in the Lord as well. Our patient, uh, our present circumstance doesn't define the victory God has for us. We need to thank him for the immeasurable victory ahead that we, that we will be facing. In verse 18, it says, Our work is never done no matter how old we are. You know, um, we live in this world and we have trials and tribulations. We have struggles that we go through, you know, physical, you know, financial or whatever it can be, you know. But we know that and when we put our faith and our trust in the Father that no matter what we go through, it's, it's, uh, things are going to work out. And David is just saying, you know, continually, he vowed to continually praise God for, for all his mighty saving power. Yes. Victories, and uh, he praised his constancy, probably because he was not constant, mm -hmm. and he appreciated even more God's constancy to him. Um, but from the time of he saw Goliath, the, the, he was shouted, "The battle is the Lord," as he was going. Goes, uh, going towards Goliath. Uh, and then here, he's uh, in verse 24, my tongue shall talk of the righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded, they, for they are brought unto shame that seek my hurt. Mm -hmm. It wasn't pride at all. No, it was because he was praising God and his greatness, who gave his enemies confusion. And, and shame who sought his hurt. Um, we, I, I'm just constantly amazed at his humility before God. And where others may allow themselves to, to build up self-pride, he was constantly saying that's, that's God that did that. God did that. And uh, there's a lot for us to learn there. Yes, and you know, and we also know that um, the struggles that David um, went through, you know, and his failures before the Lord, but he never continued to not give God glory and praise, you know, and and we battle some, you know, some of the same fleshly things that, you know, you know, um, greed and you know, and, and the desire to for fame or the desire for you know monetary things or. You know, as David did. I mean, you know, he was a man such as I, we are. But, you know, he never, he never failed to continue always, you know, even to, you know, his last breath, you know, give honor and glory to God. You know, another, um, certainly something that is a pitfall for anyone who is moving in the power of the Lord is to begin to assume that they're doing it themselves. <laughs> you know, that yeah. is, I think, a real... Oh, yes. Like what Dennis was saying, it's, I think it's a proclivity that we have, but even to me, the one that is 
more uh, subtle is not that you you don't think you're doing it, you know God's doing it, but that you begin to be presumptive that it's just always going to be there no matter what you do. Like you just think that God's got your back and you can just go forth and do what you want thinking God's just going to you know, keep moving you. in that same way. And that is, you know, really being presumptuous with the Lord. And I just, you know, I pray that we would always. And it's in Psalms 145, 1-9. My, my king, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly. And this means, um, this is our word, um, meod. Meod, and it means vehemently, and it means in a very strong and emotional way. You know, when we think about uh, uh, a snake, when we think about uh, being venomous, you know, very powerful, very um, terrible, because you you certainly won't want to get bit by one. But if you did, it would be you know a horrible thing to have to go through. You know, this is, uh, it means in a strong and an emotional way. It says, holy, speedily uh, to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Verse 4, one generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts. And it's not speaking about... Of anything, it's it's the mighty, uh, powerful acts of God. The godly fear, the godly fear. I didn't have that highlighted, but I see it now. Anyway, and of uh, men shall speak of the might of might of thy terrible acts of thy godly fear, and I will declare. Thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the, the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all of his works. David magnifies God for his greatness, his mercy and goodness to his people. God sustains and satisfies us uh, through all generations. And verse 4 is a, a fourfold, and it starts with um, no, it's verse eight. Sorry, verse eight. Verse eight is a fourfold, and it starts with gracious, full of compassion, slow to anger. And great mercy. In verse 9, And uh, the Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. David magnified and honored the Lord through all the things that he's been through. And he recognized God, you know, was his strength.
prescription for new beverage. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Witt is always on. Why he was so victorious in the Lord is because he never failed to recognize who God was in him. And that's kind of my, um, my point I wanted to get across this morning. Is we can never stop recognizing <clears throat> the greatness of our God and who he is. And I wanted to you know, just share some of these scriptures for us to recognize that all these things that we go through in our life, you know, they may, they may not be important to other people, but, you know, we struggle and go through. I'm thinking about Monica, my sister. Um, you know, she's battled these, all these things with her health. She thought everything was fine, and she was rocking along, and then, you know, and the enemy comes back in, and he raises his head. Um, and then what happens next? We, we get over to her house, and her sink won't work. Her faucet's broken. You can't run water in it. I mean, you got, it's pouring out down on the bottom, you know. It's just one thing after the other, you know, but we all battle that. We all go through that. You know, we all have things that, you know, we go through in our, our life, and you know, they can be physical, they can be, you know, material, or they could be just 
issues that we have that we battle within ourselves. It was um, Winfrey's been gone for the last couple of weeks. <clears throat> His uh, son had um, emergency open heart surgery, and so he flew to um, Mississippi to spend time with the family. And um, you know, I went through some stuff while he was gone. You know, with my neighbor and. Um, you know, we just, you know, we just have to always remember, you know, where to shine our light at, you know. And, but sometimes when things get, you know, up to here, you know, it just comes out and you, you know, you do and say things that you know you wish you hadn't of or, or that you couldn't have represented the Lord in a different way or whatever. But, you know, we always have that father to go back to and get readjusted in our spirit and readjusted in our emotions of things that we go through. Um, I, um, I have um, an issue that happened to me um, just a couple of weeks ago as I was going home. I live, uh, we live in a highway, and so, you know, you have to go, you know, 50 miles an hour to get there, and, and then you have to, you know, slow down and turn in your driveway and this, that, and the other. Well, um, I was uh, on my way home from work one day, and I'm, um, you know, slowing down because it was my driveway. But the person behind me did not. And they just, and as I was beginning to turn into the driveway of the house, car just went right past me. And it had to be the hand of God that, that protected me because the guy kind of swerved to get out of my way. It was his fault because he didn't slow down and, and obey the rules of the, of the road. You know, when you see somebody, you know, slowing down and, you know, all that. Um, but, I, you know, I could have been wiped out right then, you know. But, you know, we, we go through things and we, we see things that, you know, other people go through, but we got to look back on all the mighty things the Lord has, you know, brought us through and taken us through and delivered us from and um, helped us overcome. And this year it's been a very, very, my school year, um, it's been a very, very hard struggle because I started the school off with... Um, um, one of the ladies was brand new, and um, so she had to learn the department and the rules and all this, you know, and I've had to, you know, be there to help her with that. But uh, the other lady that I work with, the other teacher, I'm uh, uh, over two classrooms, I have to, um, she's been, uh, had a lot of medical issues this year. She had uh, knee surgery in uh, May, and uh, she uh, developed an infection over the summer and it never cleared up and they didn't know about it. And so she just started like the school year just for a couple of weeks and then she was, before seminar, she was out on medical leave and she's been gone all this time. And so the brunt of the classroom is on me to prepare the lessons and to teach and to do, I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years, so it's not like it's, you know, something I don't know what to do, but it's more responsibility, more stress, more, um, Things that you know have been placed in my, in my on, on me to have to manifest grades and you got all these uh, report cards you have to provide. Luckily, you know our students are in a residential facility, so you don't have parents to have to deal with. You know, so that's a great plus. But I mean, you know, the Lord knew way in advance, last before school was out last year, what I was going to be up against. You know, and uh, so. You know, we go through stuff, you know, in our lives. We just go through stuff. You know, more responsibility laid on us, you know, uh, through our job, more responsibility since Winfred's health has been declining for me at home. You know, I've never, 
I've never, um, all the years we've been married, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I bless him all the time, but he's always taking care of the yard, mowed and weeded it, and we have a nice yard because he works very hard in it. But he hadn't been able to do that. And so all that's, you know, been left for me to do. Of course, we could hire somebody, but then, you, then you've got to pay somebody, you know, out of your pocket for that. So, you know, I've, I've had a lot of things that, you know, come against me, um, but God has given me the strength to overcome them all, you know. And I've been able to find joy and happiness in, in, in all the things that I've gone through. And I, you know, kind of shared that with Monica. I mean, you know, we got to look through the good of all. You know, we got to see, you know, your sink's broken. Well, God's going to get it fixed, you know. So water ran down and ruined her cabinet, you know. Well, you know, we're just going to replace the whole cabinet, you know. <laughs> God will provide, you know. And, it, you know, the enemy's never going to stop. And that's the thing. We've got you know, we to realize the enemy's never going to stop. He's never going to stop coming against us in, in the things that we go through in our life. I mean, as soon as we feel like we're victorious over one thing, you know, we're going to have to battle something else. And so, you know, we just know, and this is, you know, and this was David. David went through the same thing. You know, he, he went through things that, you know, we may not have gone through, you know, in our life, but he still battled stuff, but he never failed to not give God the glory and the honor and praise <coughs> in the midst of it all. So this next part I entitled God's Wrath, and it's in Numbers 14, 11 through 19. And it says, And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will his people provoke me? And how long will it be we err? They, uh, they believe me for all the signs which I have shown among them. I will smite them with the pestilence to, and disinherit them, and I will make uh, of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. And Moses said unto the Lord, Then the Egyptians shall hear it, and thou uh, brought us up, uh, up this people into thy might from among them, and they will tell it to the inhabitants of the land, for they have heard that thou, Lord, art among his people, that thou, Lord, art seen face to face, and that, thou, uh, and that thy cloud standeth over them, and that thou goest before them by day uh, time in a pillar of cloud and in a pillar of fire by night. Now if thou shalt kill all these people as one man, then the nations which thou heard, the fame of thee will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring his people into the land which he sware unto them, Therefore he has slain them in the wilderness. And now I beseech thee, let the koach of thy uh, Lord be great. According as thou hast spoken, saying, The Lord is long-suffering, he is patient, <clears throat> and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and the fourth generation. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people according to thy greatness, unto the magnitude of thy mercy, and as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt even until now. You know, God, you know, the, um, that is one of the scriptures that I've ha held dear to me all these years. Um, and it stems back from our generation of of our generation and our generations of where my family has come from. And it says that the Lord is forgiving iniquity and transgression, but by no means clearing the guilty from the visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children into the, the third and fourth generation. You know, I really hold that dear to my heart, you know. And 
because I don't want my children and grandchildren going through what I went through, you know. I don't want my seed to reap the destruction of the past because, I mean, nobody wants their children to have to go through stuff. But it makes me more determined, more willing to press in, and I have to, you know, and it keeps me on my toes, basically, spiritually, because I know that I have to overcome this thing, you know. Not only the relationship for the, you know, my, my job and my purpose uh, before the Lord, but I'm not just doing it for me, you know. I'm doing it for the, my seeds for years to come, you know, and because, um, <coughs> you know, I want them to reap the harvest as well, you know. I don't want destruction and things to come against my, uh, my offspring, Because of their unbelief, God punished the Israelites and made them wander in the wilderness another 40 years. Moses asked God to forgive the people of their unbelief, and the Father's wrath is upon the wicked. We stand before God praying for the wickedness of the, of the people, and this is one of the things that we do as sons and as intercessors. We stand and, and we pray for the wickedness of the people and for the wrath of God not to be on our land, you know, for the Father to... Forgive those that are walking in error and forgive those that are walking in sin, you know, for our government and all their choices that they're making and the leadership that we have to, that governs our nation. And, um, you know, we, as intercessors, we cry out to God for their souls and for, and for the Father's will to be done. And for those that have walked uh, before us and walked away or have strayed, you know, we're on our, we're on our face before the Father, you know, for our our generation, our children, continually to, um, you know, seek the Lord and uh, because we know what the benefits are, don't we? We know what the benefits are. I mean, you can, you can look and see families that the parents have not strayed, the grandparents have always served the Lord, the blessings that are on their generation. I mean, you can just see the hand of God move upon the people and then you can see where that wasn't the case and how it has manifested and affected the lives of others, you know. And it's, it's just a real true fact. And I know Pastor has spoken about this, about the generational thing, and he brought it in in, in a little different vein. Um, but it's always stuck very close in my heart, you know, when I gave my heart to the Lord. I never wanted my children and grandchildren to battle the, the things that I went through or the things that my parents or grandparents, you know, and I can stand here today and tell you that the reason that my sisters and I are serving the Lord and are faithful is because we had grandparents that, that honored the Lord. We had grandparents that served God, and, they, and we know that they, they, they prayed. And, and we're, we're, our lives are a representation of that. You know, we didn't necessarily get it with our parents at home. But, you know, the prayers of our grandparents, this is where that seed was planted, and it manifested. And um, it may have skipped the generation, but, you know, it finally came back around. But the Lord is faithful. The Lord is faithful. <coughs> the next part I um, entitled is Dividing the Land. And it's in Deuteronomy 3, 21 through 29. It says, I have commanded Joshua at that time, saying, Thy eyes have seen all that the Lord... God hath done unto thee two kings, so shall the Lord do unto all of the kingdoms whither thou passest. You shall not fear them, for the Lord your God, he shall fight for you. 
And I besought the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, thou hast begun to show thy servants thy greatness in thy mighty hand. For what God is, is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to thy works and according to thy might? I pray thee, let me go over and see the good land that is beyond Jordan, that goodly mountain in Lebanon. But the Lord was wroth with me for your sake and would not hear me. And the Lord said unto me, let it suffice thee, speak no more unto me of this matter. Get thee up into the top of uh, Pagah, and lift up thy eyes eastward, westward, northward, southward, and eastward, and behold it with thy eyes, for thou shalt not go over this Jordan, but charge Joshua and encourage him. And strengthen him, for he shall go over before his people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which thou hast seen. So we abode in the valley near um, valley over against Beth Peror. When Israel eventually enters the promised land, Moses tells the nation it will face many enemies. They will have to rely on the Lord for their victories. Moses tells them not to fear, for the Lord their God will fight for them. God demonstrates his faithful love for his people by standing by them. God's persistent protection covers his covenant people. Even though Moses wasn't allowed to go, he still stood by the people. He still interceded to the Lord and encouraged them to... Um, to stand faithful in the Father. This next part, I encouraged Mo Moses encouraged the people, and it's in Deuteronomy 5, 23 through 33. And it came to pass, when he heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness, for the mountain did burn with fire, that ye came near me, even all the heads of your tribes and your elders, and ye said, Behold, the Lord your God has shown us his glory, and that's his kabod, and his greatness, and we have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God doth talk with man, and he liveth. Now therefore, why should we live? For this great fire will consume us. If we hear the voice of God, um, the Lord, our God, any more, then we shall die. For who is there of all flesh that hath heard the voice of the living God, speaking out of the midst of the fire, as we have and lived? So thou near... Go thou near, and hear all that the Lord your God shall say, and speak thou unto us all that the Lord our God shall speak unto thee, and we will hear it and do it. And the Lord heard the voice of thy words when he spake unto me, and the Lord said unto me, I have heard the voice of the words of thy people, which thou hast spoken unto thee, and, that, and they have well said all that they have spoken. Verse 29. Oh, that there were such a heart in them, they would fear and keep all the commandments always that it may be well with them and with their children forever go say to them get uh, get you into your tents but as for thee stand thou here for me by me and i will speak unto thee all the commandments and the statutes and the judgments and this is the ordinance of god which thou shalt teach them that they may go uh, that they that that they may do them in the land which I give them to possess it. Ye shall observe to do therefore as the Lord your God hath commanded you. Ye shall not turn aside to the right or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways which the, the Lord your God hath commanded you, that you may live and that it may go well with you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which you, ye shall possess. 
Moses encouraged the people to have a relationship with God and not to fear him. That God is the loving God, and if they will keep his commandments, it will go well with them. They will live in a land that they will possess. We can, we can talk face to face with our Father, with, our, with God, and hear what he has to say. What, a, what an awesome privilege we have. We may not have it in the same manner that Moses had, but we have that relationship, that partnership with the Father, that we can, we can be face to face with him in intercession and hear what he's saying. And, and be led and directed in his pathway. The last part, I, um, this next part I'm, I'm entitled The Golden Calf, and it's a very long, and I'm not going to read it all. I'm going to kind of paraphrase it. Um, we all know that, you know, Moses was up um, getting um, instructions from the Father and from God, and, you know, while he was gone, the people built idols. They built the golden calf and they were worshiping. <coughs> I'd like to ask this morning, you know, how many, how many of us, and we all have, and we all do, we have to be very careful about putting up altars or idols in front of the Lord. You know, it may be our children, it may be our grandchildren, it may be our job, it may be, you know, the pursuing of, um, you know, financial uh, it, it could be a, a hobby or a craft that we're interested in. That, you know, we, we place of great importance. It's not that we cannot have those things, but we have to know how to balance them. You know, we have to know, um, you know, when, when to pursue the Lord and, and, when, and when we can pursue the things that, you know, are, are dear and precious to us. Deuteronomy 9, 24-29 says, Remember and forget not, how thou provokest the Lord thy God to wrath in the wilderness from the day that thou didn't dis, uh, depart out of the land of Egypt until you came into the place that you have been rebellious against the Lord. You know, when we place those things um, above the Lord, it's a form of rebellion. It's a, it's a form of us being rebellious before the Lord because we know, we know where we're supposed to be. We know, you know what our boundaries are. And, and if we don't walk in that and if we choose to, you know, be rebellious in that voice, the spirit that speaks to us, you know, we're, we're doing nothing more than what they did, planting idols and, and um, building a golden calf. It may not be exactly that, but it's basically the same. It says, also in Horeb, you provoked the Lord to wrath so that the Lord was angry with you to have to destroy you. You know, God forbid that we would ever do anything so terrible and drastic that the Father would feel that way for us, towards us. When I was gone up into the mount to receive the tables of stone, even the tables of the covenant with the Lord, that the Lord made with you, then I abode in the uh, mountain forty days and forty nights, and I neither did eat nor um, eat bread nor drink water. And the door, Lord delivered unto me two ta tables of stone written with the finger of God, and on them was written according to all the works which the Lord spake with you in the mount in the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly. You know, when you think about it, he was only gone like this. He said like 40 days. It's really not that long, a month and a half, and the people couldn't even stand and wait, you know. And all the things that God had, you know, this is after they were, you know, the, the Red Sea was departed and they came through on dry land and they still failed, you know. And the mighty acts that God had, you know, a pillar by... Um, day and fire by night and all these things you know i mean so much as they could not stand before the lord and be faithful you know 
we haven't we haven't even experienced all those majestic things and great things that that God did for um, His people. We just have to be careful, you know, about placing idols uh, before the Father. The Lord rescued Israel with His great power. Moses reminded God that He had demonstrated His greatness when He rescued the people from the Egyptians. If He now destroys Israel, His greatness will be diminished in the eyes of the people. This next part I entitled an uh, exhortation to obey the commandments in Deuteronomy 11, 1 to 7. Therefore thou shalt love the Lord thy God and keep his charge and his statutes and his judgments and his commandments always. And, now, and know ye this day, for I speak not with your children which, which have not known and which thou have not seen the chastisement of the Lord your God. See, they have seen the chastisement of the Lord their God. And his greatness, his mighty uh, hand, and his outstretched arm, and his miracles and his acts, which he did in the midst of Egypt unto Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and unto all the lands, and what he did in the army of Egypt unto uh, their horses and their chariots, how he made the water of the Red Sea to overflow them as they pursued after you, and how the Lord hath destroyed them unto this day, and what he did unto you in the wilderness until you came into, the, uh, into this place. And what he did unto Dathan and Abraham, and the son of Eliam, and the son of Reuben, how the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up in their households and all their tents and all the substance that was in their possession in the midst of all Israel. But your, your eyes have seen all the gadol, great acts of the Lord which, which he did. Moses commands the Israelite to love God for who he is and for what he has done. Moses once again exhorts the Israelites to be loyal and faithful to God in order to maintain the covenant he has established with them. The next part I entitled An Exhortation to Praise God. And this is um, in Psalms uh, 151-6. And it says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. And we're fixing to go do that in just a very few minutes. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the sorcery in the harp. Praise Him with the timbre and the dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And this was an elegant, passionate cry to all of creation to give God the praise due Him. You know, and this is what we do in our worship when we do our dance and our worship with, with uh, you know, the banners and all that. You know, we're, we're lifting up praises unto the Lord. Uh, uh, and I, um, I, I really enjoy worship here. I mean, it's just um, beyond anything that um, you can imagine to be able to exalt the Lord in that way. And I'll, you know... We, we have church on Sunday at the house, and, but um, several times through the week, I will replay the worship, the worship uh, service just to get that spirit inside of me and to be able to just, you know, I'll go about my day and I'll be singing the songs that they sung. And, and it's just, it, it, it's such an infilling to, uh, for me, and brings such joy to me, and it just sets my day when I start off the morning, and I'll turn on that the the Sunday worship, um, the praise, 
and just while I'm getting ready for work, I'll just spend some time before the Lord before I go and and just play that in in my spirit and it just it's just powerful the way the Father works through the praise and worship of this house. And I want to end this uh, this morning with what the Father had given me for the, in the very beginning, um, the phrase that he spoke to my spirit, and it was destined for greatness. That's, that's what the, uh, the Father had spoke to my spirit, um, and this is how this message got manifested. And, through, and then this morning and yesterday, he was ta- he'd been talking to me about being positioned for greatness. So as I close this morning, I want to uh, read Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. And it says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto uh, all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, and making mention of you in my pursuke, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in all knowledge, and this is full discernment of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of your calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceedingly, and this is greatness, is uh, megathos, it's the, multi, uh, um, the magnitude of his power, to us word who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet and given him to be the head over all things to the church, which is, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. And as I close this morning, I want to encourage all of you to pursue the Lord with all of your heart, soul, and spirit. This is the greatest thing that we could ever do in our lives. There is much work ahead of us as a network. We cannot allow weariness to overcome us. Stay focused on your purpose. Uh, We are on the brink of amazing victory in the Lord. Don't lose hope for what the Lord has promised you. You know, I just heard Pastor again speak this week before he left. I think it was, I don't know if it was Saints Radio or Wednesday Night Live. I'm not sure which message that was. But he reminded us to get ready, to get ready. He said, some of y'all that are listening to this message are going to be leading teams out, you know, in, the year, in, in this next coming year. You know, we have to get ready. We have to get ready for and be possessioned before uh, the Father in the work that, that he is calling us to do. So I hope this blessed you this morning. It was, I uh, hope that it was an encouragement to your spirit, just to remind you of the greatness and the goodness of God and, you know, and the tr- troubles and struggles and the trials we go through. Nothing is going to compare to, uh, to what we will receive. Amen? So I have any comments before we close? The leadership, yeah. And how I'm, I'm so thankful that we have a strong leader because, you know, it's easy if you're not a strong leader to bend to the 
will of the people. And you know, they were telling Moses, or I'm sorry, they were telling Aaron, you know, he's been up there, you know, probably three weeks, and he's not coming back. You know, I mean, they so they they kept spewing this stuff, and I guess Aaron wasn't as strong as he should have been, right? Because he allowed it to go on, and um, it's just interesting to me because it's not just you know it's not just us, it's it's the leadership, you know, they're accountable to the flock, and it just you know it makes me even more appreciative of the leadership that we have here. Because there's a lot, you know, pastor could have given into a lot of things, right? People yeah. are leaving your church and you know, you're gonna run out of money and you can't pay these bills and you know, I mean he could have given in super easy. And nobody would have blamed him, quite honestly. But he didn't. And I think about um, Moses and Aaron and Aaron gave in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as sons, we're leaders too. Right. You know, we have to. We can't give in. We can't give in to, to the tactics of the enemy. We can't get into you know the lust of the flesh or the pride of life or anything. We we can't give in. We have to stay the course. We have to stay faithful. We have we have to realize you know we're going to go through stuff. I mean you know we're in this world. We're not of it. You know. And we will. Have tribulation. And we will. Yeah. I mean we're not really haven't faced any kind of problem yet. I know. <laughs> I know. And we grumble now the little things we go through. You know, we. Uh, we haven't seen anything yet, so. Thank you. Well, I bless y'all today. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Cece.